Hello everyone, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles into Phone. This week's episode brought to you by Greasy Grammy Gopher Guts Mutilated Monkey Bean and Chopped Up Birdie's Feet. Yeah. I bet you don't even know what book series I'm referring to. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Uh, took last week off. And nothing to talk about. So, uh, I didn't bother. Uh. This is probably not going to be that long of an episode, I don't think. Uh, only a few wrestling things to even talk about. Might just talk about random bullshit afterwards. I don't know. Might talk about hockey. Might not. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, there's a couple of wrestling-related talk- topics that have happened over the past few days that I, that I feel like talking about, but... I don't have any real desire to go talk about Raw or SmackDown, even though now the actual draft has kicked in, and so on. Uh, Yeah, I just, I'm really just kind of not interested in a lot of WWE stuff right now. Like, I think they made SmackDown worse. And made Raw a little bit better, but not enough that to actually make me care. So they just kind of made everything meh. Uh, and I haven't watched NXT in three weeks. I don't really feel like I've missed anything. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will say I watched Crown Jewel. Admittedly, as wrong as it is to have the sh- the shows in Saudi Arabia, the show was actually pretty good. Mostly, would be nice if they had uh, put this much effort into their shows on uh, that aren't funded by blood money. Would be nice. Uh, yeah. And didn't and they wouldn't just put all their big stuff going into these shows. That it would be nice if we got effort on shows that aren't that are monthly and not just happen halfway across the world. Uh, I will say the Hell in a Cell match was really really good. Uh. I'm happy Xavier Woods won King of the Ring. Uh, The WWE title match was pretty good. Uh, The women's title match was pretty good. Felt like a little clunky at times. I'm like, and Bianca still should have won. But, you know. Uh... Roman retained. That's was pretty much a given. Uh, I will say, if you think that the uh, the worst possible scenario was Roman winning, you're out of your mind. If you think Roman Reigns is on a reign of terror, you owe me a dollar every time you say it. Uh, because... That's flat out insane. Roman could go on, uh, have the title for like another year and a half, and it would still not be as bad as Triple H's. Not even close. Don't be insane. Yeah. Uh, But that's about all I feel like talking about Crown Jewel, because I don't want to give it any more airtime than that. I should have, probably should have said this off the top of the show that I, I hope everyone listened to Craig's and my hockey season predictions, and half of it is already like completely off with how the season's going. But uh, it's on his it's on his podcast because uh, I I haven't done a podcast since on here since before that since the night before. 
I, 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 for some reason, I have two views on my fantasy hockey one, and I don't really know why. Because if you're not in the league, I don't see what the reason for listening to it was. So if if you listen to that and you, you're not in my fantasy hockey league, what the fuck were you wasting your time for? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like I should have realized this a few, a few weeks ago, but uh, I guess the two-year anniversary of my podcast would have happened in the past few weeks. I don't remember exactly what day it was, but it, it had to have been a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, apparently I just let that come and go. So, good for me. Also, that means I've been doing this for two years, and I still don't know why this is even going on. There's, This is the most random and pointless podcast in the history of podcasts. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Really, only two things have even happened over the past few days that it's even worth talking about. One of them you might not even know about, but... Uh, and by the way, I haven't even watched AEW in the past couple of weeks either, because those have been on uh, Saturdays, and I just haven't ended up watching them. So, hopefully that will get back to actually watching that in a few days. Uh, but this uh, this Charlotte and Becky thing from Friday. What the fuck? This is just more of Charlotte being a pretentious, pretentious, stuck-up, trashy human being. Like, you literally just drop the belt on the floor for on onto the ring mat for no reason, instead of just handing it to somebody, and then yeah. And, like, and then you literally just had, had an argument backstage over it because you are just a terrible, terrible human being. And honestly, the best time to fire Charlotte was, was seven years ago, and the next best time is now. Just fire her right now. Get rid of her. You're, you'll, you'll be doing everyone a favor. Like, I can't believe people... E- I can't believe there's even one fan of Charlotte that even exists. The fact that there's even a fan of hers that even likes her at all, much less that the the fact that there's people out there who think she, that she's like God's gift to women's wrestling or something, and like she's never been good at wrestling. She's been a, she's an awful talker, and come on. fucking dangerous in the ring like what the fuck like everyone remembers what what happened with in the match with uh Kyrie uh, well it was a tag match but still come on what the fuck were you doing and Becky is supposed to be like your only friend in the locker room god i can't imagine she has any other ones and you're doing this to the one person in the locker room that's your friend? Uh, apparently, there, I, I read that there's that the friendship has been strained for a couple years, whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, but this is the one person in the locker room that likes you besides Vince. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of the wrestling business fucking gross. I really don't even know if this podcast is going to make it to air, because, like, I I have, like, one other thing to talk about, and it's not going to take me that long. So, like, I'm going to have to ramble on about bullshit just to extend the time of how long this podcast is. Just for the sake of it. So that, that'll that be really unfortunate. 
Because, like, I don't want to put out, like, a 15-minute podcast and have that be it. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know how many people are aware of the story with MSK in NXT. And, because MS, MSK is, a, they're obvious, they're faces. And they're in NXT, and they're getting booed cons- by a significant amount of the audience in NXT and have been for a while, maybe since they've even been there and I just haven't noticed it. I don't know, but I mean, I've noticed it for a while now. Uh, like, and like, even if I don't notice it, like I'm aware that this is happening and I'm just, I'm like, why are they, I, I'm like, I don't really know why they're getting booed. I mean, they are in Florida. So one of, they could just be being racist towards Wesley. That's possible. Uh, it's Florida after all. I mean, they've chanted racist ass shit to both EO and Kyrie. Like, they chanted Pearl Harbor at Kyrie. They chanted go back to China at EO, even though she's Japanese. And, you know, it's entirely possible. They need to get the fuck out of Florida, and they need to get MSK the fuck out of NXT. Uh,. Nobody in this crowd deserves to be there. They should all be banned. There shouldn't be a crowd in NXT ever again, to be honest. Uh, so like, it like we could have, like it could have, like we're thinking, man, it could just be that they're being racist, and, like they do that. Bef- that's happened before, or like another person is of the opinion they're mad that uh, the one other person of the Rascals didn't sign. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Um, but I mean, I guess it could be, uh, so apparently now there, there's a lot more to this. So, uh, I need to. I need to first ask if all of you, all of the people listening remember Izzy. Remember who Izzy is? Uh, that one kid fan of Bailey's that was always at NXT back when, obviously when Bailey was still in NXT. This is six years ago. And she'd always be in the front row with her parents, and she'd always be in, like dressed up in Bailey gear and all that, whatever. And like she's in. Like in any of like the documentaries they would do of NXT, like they would even, it, they would even like show her in it and like talk, uh, hyping up Bailey, whatever, uh, like, and like Bailey had like brought her into the ring that one time, like it was a big deal because I mean it used to be like like a small atmosphere of pretty much the same fans all the time, and it was, it was. That's kind of how NXT was back then, and it didn't become. It wasn't like the big thing that it became, and now it is whatever the fuck that it is now. Uh, but and then most famously during the Iron Women match, that uh, Sasha grabbed her her uh, uh, her like her bow or her headband or whatever, and and like put it on, and then they like threw it back at her and like mock cried at her. And all that shit, like that's pretty much uh, that. That's Izzy, and her and then her parents, because I'm just so. Uh, I mean, that was that was an awesome heel moment at the time for Sasha. That was that's pretty infamous in, in the uh uh glory days of NXT. Everyone's pretty much aware of this. Well. There, that's turned into a problem because now I don't know how old Izzy was then. I don't know how old Izzy is now. I don't really pay attention to them. Like I know she has a Twitter account, and like I know, like she's she's training to be a wrestler now, and has been for a few years, I think. I like I don't. Like I'm not really paying attention to this. I just see see it every now and then because when I mean, you're on wrestling Twitter, you hear about a bunch of different shit and and 
so on. So, like, her parents are basically kind of pimping her out and trying to use her because of essentially that moment. And, like, they're trying... Because uh, her parents don't seem like great people. So, uh, you know, I don't know much about them. I'm not going to... But, like, she's a kid. Why the fuck is she training to be a wrestler at this young of an age? Like, I would say, I don't, I don't know her age, but, like, she's not even a, like, she's not 18. Like, she's young, like, she'd have to be younger than 15. I'm not gonna guess. But, like, I, I know a bunch of other weird shit, like, there was this one Twitter account that kept showing up that seemed like he was obsessed with her, and, like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're, like, and, like, now, at that point, I'm just reporting this account because this person being really fucking weird about small, about a young child, I'm like, the fuck are you, a pedophile? Go the fuck away. Get the fuck off of Twitter. And, like, I think we, uh, like, everyone, like, successfully got rid of this account, but it popped up other times. So, I'm like, at that point, I'm just like, this is weird. But, like, also, like, if you didn't, if, like, I don't know. So, like, she hosts, like, some podcast or, like, a digital show about wrestling or something, and then she's training to be a wrestler with, like, the worst possible people that she could be training to be a wrestler with, like Tessa Blanchard, which everyone knows is a gigantic racist. Uh, so that's not helpful. Uh, that's just... That, that's, that's just making things worse. Uh, I think she even, like, they even had her training with this guy whose name's Chase and Rance, and a registered sex offender for pedophilia. You know, this is totally a great idea. Let's send a, a young child to train with an, an actual registered pedophile. What the fuck? What kind of parents are you? I mean, like, the whole race, like, being with, trained by Tessa Blanchard thing is one thing, and it's just, she's obviously a terrible person, but then another thing, you're put, also putting your child in danger. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, like, it, it's still, like, this isn't J- Japan where you, we're trying, actually have people who train to be wrestlers at that young age. It's a different culture, too. And, yeah. Uh, This is fucking weird. They're using their child to to use her name to make it better for themselves. Training to be a wrestler now, and it just just seems like you, you got so, like, upset that like Sasha pulled off pulled your freaking bow off or something that you're 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 so so salty about it that you have to have a whole wrestling career now out of it and I'm like because I remember one time I saw someone who said that Izzy turned heel it's like you're not a wrestler you can't turn heel in real life that just means you're someone who should probably be in jail that's a different thing uh so as it turns out, apparently the uh, the people from MSK said something about uh, Izzy training to be a wrestler and said that her parents should not be doing this at such a young age and it's dangerous and, you know, being normal people. Because that opinion is basically right. I'm like, if she wants to train to be a wrestler, sure, but at 13? 15? Pretty fucking young. Go through school first, then become a wrestler. Like you're far too young to be doing this. Like I feel like, but on that takeover, she was less than ten years old. That's what it seemed like, at least. Like I don't know. Like I don't assume people's ages, but like I can't. She was a child. Come on. So her parents took offense to this. And a bunch of the people who went to NXT then still go to NXT now. 
So now all I do is just constantly boo them. It's like, you're literally taking out your own idiocy on them. You're booing them, their faces, by the way. Like, to the point where one of them literally thought, uh, consider chanting, your dad's dead at one of them. Uh, I don't know who's dead is it, it is. I don't know. But to the point where NXT officials caught wind of this and presumably had to tell them off. Now, all the people who are doing this shouldn't be allowed in that building ever, ever again. Let's be perfectly clear. You, you can chant normal things, but you cannot chant things like that at people. Like, you have, you have to learn some fucking respect for the people that are performing. Like, you... Like, not even boring is really acceptable. That's not... That's that's disrespectful to the wrestlers, too. Like, even boring is bad enough. You shouldn't be chanting that, either. Have some fucking respect. But to chant, your dad's dead? Or any other racist shit at anyone, like they said, Shannon, Kyrie, saying what, and everyone else, whatever. Like some, someone literally ch- uh, yelled the N word at Moose the other day, or even, maybe even just yesterday, uh, at a show at uh, Impact tapings. What the fuck? How are these people even allowed in your building? Like these people are not allowed to go to your events. Ever, ever again. You have to start realizing, the, like, you, you, you can chant things, but you can't chant things like that. You have to start punishing people for that shit. And get MSK the fuck out of there. They don't deserve this bullshit treatment just for them telling uh, Bailey's, or Bailey's, uh, Izzy's tr- tr- trash-ass parents the fucking truth that she should not be training to be a wrestler at whatever fucking age she is because she's far too young. And the fact that, especially with, with as awful of people that she's training with, for fuck's sake, get the, get the fuck, get them the fuck out of NXT, get NXT the fuck out of Florida, and get it, like, Izzy and her parents the fuck out of the wrestling business and the fuck away from the rest of us. They are terrible people. What the fuck? And Izzy's included in this because, like, she does. She is obviously aware that her parents are doing this, and she's not clearly not telling them to stop because otherwise they'd have fucking stopped. So, you know, uh, I'm just tired of bullshit. We need less of this garbage in, in the fucking wrestling industry. And apparently we're just... We're just showing kids that it's okay to do all this bullshit just because someone pulled off your fucking bow and, and a ring once... Like, you were in the crowd once and, and a wrestler pulled off your bow, which was obviously meant to happen. She didn't just do that. You knew that was going to happen. Like... Like, Sasha wouldn't have pulled that off her head if if her parents hadn't agreed to do that. Her parents and her agreed that Sasha could do that. You don't just... People just don't do that to fans. Just to to have that moment happen. So... Like, you agreed to have this happen. You don't have to now act like... You're not somehow... you aren't, aren't supposed to just suddenly have a wrestling career now going forward because this one thing happened in your life when you were, like, 10 years old. Like, if you're going to become a wrestler, fine. Do it the normal way. You don't just start being a wrestler after this weird, after this moment happens when you're a child. Like, what do you think you're going to do? You're not going to be in WWE for 15 more years at the very earliest. By that point, Sasha probably won't even be there anymore. So, like, you're never gonna, like, 
I don't know if her entire point of this is to, like, become a wrestler and have a match with Sasha where she gets back at her for pulling this thing off of her head when she was a 10-year-old. But if, if that's the point, that's a complete waste of her time because that will never happen. There will never be a point where Sa- Sasha's in in, uh, in WWE while uh, Izzy is... Su- if Izzy becomes, like, actually gets signed with WWE, if that's where this ultimately ends up, that's never going to happen. Bailey will probably be gone, too. Also, apparently she turned on Bailey or something when Bailey turned heel, or something like that. I think I heard that, too. So, like, you know, way to just abandon Bailey. Congratulations. That... What the fuck was wrong with you? And, and, and the heel turn Bailey had was the best thing that ever happened to her. Not that Bailey was ever bad. Bailey was always awesome. But the heel, like, heel Bailey is like a million times better than face Bailey. Let's, let's be perfectly honest, by the way. Anyways, uh, it's just a complete waste of time. So you're going to be, if you get signed with WWE, then it's going to be a complete waste of time. And by the way, for the record, if you are ever in WWE, I will boo you, even when you're a face, every time I see you. Because your parents are encouraging this bullshit. We will remember. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Uh... I felt like there was one other wrestling topic that I wanted to talk about, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, I mean, I don't really know why, because like I've only even thought of in the past couple of days that I'm like, okay, I think I have a few things I could talk about on on a podcast this this coming week, but I don't know. Uh, other than that. Been watching hockey. Uh, the Leafs, I need to start doing better. Uh, I thought the Hawks would be better than this, but they haven't even had a lead yet in any of the games they've played. Okay. I mean, I didn't think they were going to beat Colorado or Pittsburgh or anything like that, but I felt like they could have won a couple of those games instead of losing by multiple goals. And I swear if I go to this Leafs and Hawks game on Wednesday, which I've been uh, wanting to go to for a while, I swear to God, if the Leafs give the Hawks their first win, I will throw something because that's a game I'm actually going to, to watch the Leafs win and the Hawks lose. So if anything else happens in that game... Things will be thrown. Uh, mostly sheep. Because that's what people do. They throw sheep. Sheep will be thrown. Uh, Buffalo, not doing terribly. Not too terribly, anyway. They have they aren't undefeated anymore, but a better start than anyone expected them to have. That's a surprise. Montreal... Started off pretty terribly. They finally got a win the other day, so good for them to actually at least get a win. Uh, Tampa had a Tampa's had a rough start. Colorado's had a rough start. Vegas has had a rough start. Detroit, Detroit's been doing pretty well. Uh, Islanders kind of a rough start. San Jose's been doing pretty well. Like this season's been really weird so far. That's what I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to going to the game Wednesday. Like I said, the right team better win. Uh, Going to be the first hockey game I've gone to in a while. Like, I don't even remember the last one I went to. I think it was... The Hawks-Leafs game from at least three seasons ago. Gotta be. Whichever one where William Nylander won the game on a penalty shot. 
in overtime. I think it was a penalty shot. Or at least it was the first shot in overtime. One of the two. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I uh, bought tickets to the Royal Rumble. So, uh, as much as I'm not really interested in a lot of what's going on now, hopefully things by then will be more interesting, and hopefully I actually get to go to the Royal Rumble. Right now, we're planning on driving there, but if there's a winter storm, I don't know what's going to happen, because obviously it's in January. Uh... We might take a train, but that will mean more time away from work, and it will be more expensive. Uh, but yeah, it's in St. Louis. It's basically never going to be any closer to Chicago, because it's never going to come to Chicago. I've been hope I've been waiting for it to come to Chicago for like a decade now. It still hasn't been here this decade. Like, I've been watching wrestling for 20 years now, and I've been waiting. I've been at le- waiting for the Rumble since at least 2011 because it has never. It wasn't here in the first 10 years of me being a fan, and like I wasn't really waiting for it at that point. But I'm just like, you know what? I want to see a Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite matches. I just have it here once. Uh, And uh, so, like, every year would come, and it would not show up. It would go to shitty-ass places like Arizona, like, where they don't even go to hockey games. Why the fuck would they go to this? Like, if they're not going to... If they can't even... If they don't show up for a hockey game, what the fuck do you think they're going to do for wrestling? Not... Like... Uh... Like... And they have shitty ass crowds there. Like you, you give them. You, I'm like you're giving, and then you give this to all these other arenas. And now we're having them in stadiums. Well, like by the time they're, well, I, I'm like now they're always in stadiums. Okay, well, great. Well, th- there it goes. Never getting in in Chicago. Just like I'm never getting in in WrestleMania because, a, especially Royal Rumble. Like you could get, you could be really lucky for some reason if it's really warm in April for some reason. But the the Bears have a stadium, but it doesn't have a roof. If it doesn't have a roof, it's never coming here because it's gonna be it'll be fucking freezing. You, like you can't do that. Like you can you can have them in stadiums without roofs for WrestleMania in April because you can just have them in places that aren't that aren't cold. And I mean, like you could do that for Royal Rumble too. You like you could probably have the Royal Rumble in an outdoor stadium in Florida if you wanted to, in January. But you can't do that in Chicago, obviously. So, like, it's never coming here unless the Bears get a stadium with a roof. Now, they're talking about having a stadium in Arlington Heights right now, which is literally, like, within walking distance of my apartment if I really wanted to walk there. I'm, I'm like, I, I mean, not that I couldn't just drive there, but, like, I could literally walk there if this stadium were to exist, if I had to. Now I'd have to walk over a highway, and over, walk over an overpass, so that would be a little complicated. But uh, regardless, it, it would be less than 10 minutes from my apartment is what I'm trying to say. I've literally worked at the place... Uh, where it is, that's in that location now. The uh, it's a horse racetrack now, which just closed for good, which is unfortunate because my mom work has worked there for over a decade and she's losing a job over this. So there's that. Uh, regardless, they might have the the Bears might end up with the stadium there, presumably with a roof. Of course, it could always end up not having a roof. I don't know. I can't guarantee that it will, because, I mean, like, they have to make it first. Now, that stadium is years and years away. That, that's not going to just show up overnight. Like, first, they have to knock down the, the horse racetrack, get rid of it, and then they'd have to, and then they'd have to construct the, the stadium, which I assume would take at least two years. It's like, 
I mean, I'm probably overestimating how long it would take to make, but I can't imagine it will take, it would be ready for like, it wouldn't be ready for next season. It might be ready for two seasons from now at the earliest, probably even longer. Uh, so, I, and so like, it's, it's several years away for that building to even exist. Assuming that that built, assuming that it's going to, it's several years away. And now assuming that it also has a roof, then it will take a, a, a couple of years for WWE to even put a Royal Rumble there if they're going to. So, I would say at the earliest, I could expect a, a Royal Rumble in Chicago at the earliest five years from now. If everything would to, were to go perfectly, I would say. Five years from now, maybe there could be a Royal Rumble in Chicago. Maybe. But a lot of, but a number of things have to happen for that first. And so, assuming that do, that doesn't happen, St. Louis is the closest the Royal Rumble will ever be to me, unless it goes to Milwaukee. But again, they have to choose to go to Milwaukee first. Now, the Brewers have a stadium with the roof now, so they could foreseeably go there but they would first have to choose to go there. So there's a lot of, I don't know, like, could it be closer to me? Sure. Could there be one in Chicago? Sure. But a lot has to happen first for that to even be a possibility. So right now, it being in St. Louis is the closest it's ever going to be to me. Without having to, uh, well, obviously without having to then fly there and then everything else that you'd have to do with that. Like, this is the the closest it will ever be where we could foreseeably drive as long as the weather's not shit. Uh, and not take too and like, not be gone for too long. We could literally just stay there overnight, come back the next day. It's a lot of driving, but it is what it is. Uh, so, basically, it's now or never. If we're not gonna, if if we're not gonna do this now and go to the Rumble in St. Louis, I'm basically never going to go to a Royal Rumble, barring those un other unforeseen circumstances actually happening. So, uh, I've, I bought tickets. They're the second cheapest. They were the second cheapest ticket option available. I didn't like. I'm not going crazy and buying uh, better tickets than that for something I might ultimately end up not going to if the weather really, really is bad and there's no other way. Like, like if there's if the if like a week beforehand. And it seems like there's going to be a winter storm and it's going to be in terrible driving conditions. We're not going. And I'm going to lose the money. But it's the risk they have to take. Unless we end up going in and taking a train and that will be more money. So it's one. It's like, yeah. That's what's happening there. Uh, so hopefully, I'll be going there. And I'm expecting to go there. I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't end up going there. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm still planning on going to the WrestleMania of the year afterwards. That will. So hopefully I'll see a Royal Rumble and then I'll see another WrestleMania a year after that. Uh... Yeah, uh, other than that. Not too much going on. Played, I got Metroid Dread, beat Metroid Dread. Game was awesome. Uh, considered doing a review episode of it, but eh, I'm not really a video game reviewer. But it, it was a lot of fun. It's uh, it 
like it's the first Metroid game, new Metroid game I've played in like at least ten years. I don't know when, whenever Metroid Prime Three came out, uh, I played that obviously, but that was the last re- most recent one. Uh, I don't, I have like almost no problems with it. Like I didn't, like sometimes I felt like I was just going any which way. I'm like, is this the way I'm supposed to go? But ultimately, like that's kind of how it's supposed to be at the same time. Uh, it, it just felt like I was doing things just to do them. I'm like, I hope I'm going the right way. Uh, some of the bosses, uh, there, especially this one fucking squid boss I was stuck on for seven hours. I tried it like, like I must have tried beating this thing like 30 times. And then I watch it. Uh, then I, I've started watching a couple of people doing playthroughs of it on YouTube because that's what I do with games that I like as like all the Final Fantasy playthroughs I've watched since I, in the past three years I've watched at least like 30 of them uh, estimate but close uh, and they beat this boss like within like five tries I'm like really? Five? like that's it? I'm like do I suck that much at games? I don't know. Uh, I mean, like one, of, like one of them, I kind of understand. Like he, like he, like I mean, they're gamers on YouTube and Twitch, so like they play games all the time. But one, like, and this, and the guy, I like, I like, he plays all these games all the time. Like he's a hard, like he's clearly like a hardcore gamer. I'm like, so I'm not surprised this guy beat it, this this guy and like this fucking squid and like three to five tries. The other one I watched, she's. Uh, she's not a bad gamer or anything, but she, she's more of, like, my speed kind of a gamer, like, like, she enjoys playing the games, but she's, like, clearly not as, like, I, I, I don't mean this as an insult, I'm just saying, like, not as, like, she's not, she and this other guy are, like, clearly two, two different kinds of gamers, and just, like, like more of a casual gamer, more more than a casual gamer, but like closer to that, and it's like, uh, it's more of a struggle. And I'm like, and I'm not saying there's a problem with that. I'm just because like I that's me at the same time. Like, because I only play a few games a, a year now at most, and uh, I get stuck on them. Like, I had problems with a lot of the like I had trouble with an a large number of the bosses in this game. A couple of them, not so much. Uh, a couple of them were pretty easy. But those were, like, smaller bosses at the same time. So, like, I'm not really surprised. But, but like, I got to the, through them eventually. It's just this goddamn squid that pissed me off so much. And, like, the, the only other one that I really had probably that much trouble with was probably the final boss. But that's the final boss, and you kind of expect that, so I'm not as mad about it. Uh, I mean, it's the final boss. You would expect it to be. Uh, it's just, like, I felt like I, like, the amount of damage it would do with one attack, I'm like, that seems like more than one attack should do. It's like, because we only have, like, five, I only have, like, five energy tanks. What, come on. Uh, and and then I felt like I was, like, I can't really explain how annoying this boss is without like explaining exactly what you have to do for this boss, which it's not just shoot. It's a lot more complicated than that. So, uh, and like, I'm like, I don't like every time I I actually get to the point where I could actually do actual damage to it. Like I would jump and then I would shoot. And then like, sometimes I would miss. It was really annoying. It's because I was using the charge shot. And, like, obviously you have to charge that up. And then I feel like I'm doing two shots uh, at most per uh, times that I can actually damage it. Two to three shots. And then I'd have to just go and dodge this stupid-ass tentacle that's trying to attack me. And then go back to doing all the other things that I have to do just to get it to the point where I can actually damage it again. And it took forever. And then I get to the second phase where it does this one other attack that I could not dodge for a while and I'm like I'm like I know what I'm supposed to do but I'm still struggling to do so and then, like I, then I would spend uh I would spend like every 
like the in-between time where it's, you can't actually damage it, where it sends projectiles at you and you could blow up the projectiles and get he- get health back. I would just spend like two minutes shooting these things uh, to get the health back until my health is fully restored. So like I, I would do an, a, make a, one run at this boss and I'd be like fighting it for like 10 to 15 minutes and then I would die. And then I had to keep doing it. And I like, I, I must've fought this thing like 30 times before I actually killed it over the course of seven hours. And it was really annoying. Then I was even more annoyed. Like when, and like 10 minutes after beating it, I was at another boss. I'm like, God damn it. But that, that boss was easy. So I'm like, okay, well, at least that one was easy. It's just really, I mean, it's, that can get really, really annoying. It's like, I'm not terrible at ga- I'm like I know I'm not this bad at games. I'm not the I'm not the best at games, but like I know I'm not this bad. Like I the fact that I'm stuck in this thing and it's not it's not that I can't beat this boss. It's just that a, like it's taking fucking forever to fight it and then I get just one attack that I could not dodge until I figure out how to. I'm like, "Okay, now I can do this. It's just going to take forever." And then you have, uh, this, this game also has these robots that chase you, and, like, you know, if they catch you, you're probably gonna die, uh, because, I mean, like, it does one attack, and it, it will kill you, and there's, like, a small window where you can do a counter, but it's very unlikely that you're going to, and it's a, just chase through the zones of, like, a labyrinth maze, essentially, like, you have to jump, or you have to grab onto this platform that moves, or you do more fall, you get through these doors that close behind you, or close in front of you, etc., etc., and it's just like, eh, like, it, it takes a while to get away from them, because they, like, they, they see you, they chase you, they're faster than you, they're probably going to catch you if you're not, so it's like, you gotta do this, like, 10 to 15 times before you can get through to the other side, and sometimes you just don't know where you're going. Like, my, my major problem with, with how I play games, essentially, and, like, I had this problem with Final Fantasy VII Remake, too. I try to dodge attacks when I should be trying to counter attacks. Because uh, the game has a melee counter. Uh, Met- Met- Metroid has a melee counter, which it's never had before. And every every enemy has an attack that can be countered even the bosses and i'm like i don't think this way like when i see an attack i try to get away from it like i don't try to press this button and then counter it because like if you counter it then it it goes usually go especially for the bosses it goes into the sequence where it's just kind of like a a like a little like animated sequence where uh you're you're doing stuff and you're dodging whatever and you could actually just shoot it and just do damage to it and with missiles or with your your beam and like it's easier that way because like you don't have to do anything of the dodging it's not attacking you you just shoot it for a while and then it stops doing this and like it's easier to attack it that way i don't think this way like i'm like i know that this counter exists and i use it for some of the basic ass enemies mainly the flying ones that charge at you like the ones that physical like the physical attack ones like i don't even think to do it to that ones even to those even though those have them too like even like if you do the counter like you counter whatever it does and you shoot it once and it kills it like it's teaching you that this is what you're supposed to do i don't think this way like i always just be like oh you're gonna attack me i'm going to dodge as much as i can so i don't get hit by this and then just try, and then t- just try to attack you the, uh, w- when I know you're weak. But like, that that takes longer. So like, I don't. So like, I especially didn't think this way for bosses. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't even think bosses would have this ability. Like, you would have this ability with your bosses. Until like, oh well, the final boss is that. That's actually how you beat it, mo- pretty much. Uh, especially in the fir- in the first part, the first phase of the of the final boss that you can't even attack in any other way. Like I'm sitting here shooting missiles at it for 10 minutes doing nothing. Like I shot 
I shot, uh, I shot like two, two, uh, 200 missiles at it. Nothing happened because it doesn't take damage that way. You have to counter something that it does, and then you can shoot missiles at it. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is, I'm like, okay, great. Uh, yeah, like, the one thing I am proud of is that, like, a lot of the bosses I were, I was able to learn their attack patterns and dodge their attacks to the point where in that one, in that squid, that squid fight, like, at least a couple of the times, like, I, at least through the first phase, I took almost no damage at all, if any, because, like, I was able to counter literally everything or dodge literally everything because I knew their attacks. And, like, the in the final boss, the first, especially the first, Especially in the first section, I was able to dodge pretty much everything because I knew exactly what it was going to do and when. That's how. I, that's basically because I played it so many times, uh, fought it so many times that I like I learned that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like at least I I know I can do this now. Like so that's progress. It's just like I wish I would have learned slash thought of doing these counters more often in pretty much every instance. That would have been way more convenient. I would have beaten these bosses way more easily. Uh, so, like, if I play it a second time, I'm sure I will. And I will be... I'm sure if I, if I were to play it the next time I play this game, I will beat that squid boss in less than an hour, probably. Because, oh, I, I can counter it. Also, I could have just run closer and shot missiles at the damn thing if I, had, if I just want to shoot at it. Instead of doing this weird-ass spin jump that I'm doing in it and then shooting this charge shot which is for some reason I thought that was the only way I was going to get to get to actually attack it because I didn't feel like getting any closer to it because like at first I just ran up into it and, like I ran into its mouth and then I'm just like I just ended up taking damage nothing happened I'm like oh great so that's not it so that basically taught me just jump and shoot uh but yeah uh that's Metroid Dread that's about as much of a review as I feel like I need to do about about it anyway. It's great. If you have a, have a Switch, you should buy it and play it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, don't know when the next one will be, because I don't know if there's going to be anything interesting in wrestling to talk about in a week. So, uh, I'll see you when I see you.